All right. It's time for I Don't Care with Kevin Stevenson here on Market Scale Radio. Thanks for joining us. It's nice to kind of be back in the flow of things. Uh, you heard a little bit about my transition during the last episode, so I won't go in depth on that. But yes, we are coming to you live and in beautiful color from our uh, spacious studios here in Waco, Texas. Uh, today, we've got a really interesting topic. It's a real good friend of mine that, who's joining us. Uh, Ron Hunt is the CFO for Eastland Memorial Hospital. And Eastland is about, oh, let's just say halfway between Fort Worth and Abilene. Uh, and so Ron and I go back a number of years together. We, we started out in the rehab area of a large hospital. And so uh, we had a lot of fun together, and I'm sure Ron will have some stories about that. Hopefully uh, nothing too incriminating about me. Uh, but uh, but I-, I wanted to bring Ron on so he can give us a perspective on what rural health care is really like, uh, particularly out uh, in West Texas. Um, you know, uh, we've all heard uh, about the number of hospital closures that, that are occurring throughout the country, but particularly here in Texas, we're seeing a lot of that going on. And so Ron's got, uh, uh, they're running a, a pretty successful hospital in, in a small town. And uh, I just wanted him to to give us some some perspective on what they're doing, how they're doing it, and, uh, you know, just kind of maybe give some encouragement to, to some of you folks who may live out in rural uh, rural America and, and those of you who may work in rural healthcare. So just a different perspective, you know, that's what we like to do here on I Don't Care. And um, as always, we welcome your comments. So uh, please send those in to our email address at I Don't Care at marketscale.com. We love your comments and certainly any topics that you might want to hear in some coming uh, upcoming episodes. So when we come back, we'll be here with Ron Hunt on I Don't Care with Kevin Stevenson. And we're back with I Don't Care. And as I said in the opener, we're going to be talking to one of my very good friends, Ron Hunt. Hi, Ron. Welcome to I Don't Care. Hey, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks. Well, you know, it seems like everybody that we talk to on I Don't Care, you know, they have a long history with me. And Ron is obviously no exception. No, he is not a Baylor graduate like most of my my guests tend to be. But uh, he is a a very good friend. We started out many years ago together at at what was then Harris Methodist Fort Worth Hospital, which is now Texas Health Resources, uh, part of THR. It's Texas Health Fort Worth. We started there in the rehab department, and, and Ron, we had some fun there, didn't we? We certainly did. You know, we put in a request in, and this is just kind of what Kevin and I like to do. We put in a request one time for a uh, capital project. We were down in the basement of the uh, tower, so there were seven floors above us. And so we put a request in to get a skylight put in for the uh, <laughs> I for, forgot for the about office. That. <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot about that. That's right. You know, yep. and, and I don't know why it got turned down. I didn't think there was any any issues with drilling, you know, seven yeah. floors up to get us a skylight, but you know, whatever. But yeah, I don't know why they turned us down. Either. I know, you know, what's you know, capital projects are always tough, but That's but anyway, right. so so Ron has had had a, a great career uh in in both rehab and in post acute. Uh, Ron, tell us a little bit about what you've done. Sure. Well, I've basically have been on the finance side. So my uh, 
background is I've got an accounting degree and an MBA. And so I've gone through the, the ranks on the finance piece. And so I um, started off as an accountant and worked uh, my way up to controller and then CFO. I've done a little work as well as a uh, as an administrator, but I'm back in the CFO role uh, in a small hospital out in West Texas Okay. in a town called Eastland, Texas, about I guess halfway between Fort Worth and Abilene. So you, yeah, you're I know going it out. well. <laughs> <laughs> Most people stop at the McDonald's for a break. See, and uh, so that's kind of our claim to fame. So, so tell me yeah. a little bit about about Eastland Memorial Hospital, Ron. You know, kind of the size and a little bit about the community and, and all that. Sure. So we're the only hospital now in the county. We had there's three towns in the county all along I-20. The other two towns, which is Ranger, most of you guys probably know Ranger Hill if you've ever been mm-hmm. on I-20. Of course. And Cisco, they had hospitals previously. Both of those closed down a number of years ago. So we're the sole hospital within the county. The county has a population of about, it's close to 19,000, maybe a little bit closer to 20,000. Um, we are a 52-bed licensed facility, although we don't run that. Our average census is about nine to 10 patients. We've got the acute care uh, unit, we've got swing bed, and uh, you know we're always looking for opportunities to kind of expand our services. So we, um, again, we run about nine to nine to 10 patients. Okay. We've got- uh, Hey, Ron, in- you, you mentioned swing bed, and believe it or not, there's actually people that do listen to I Don't Care that aren't healthcare people. Uh, explain what a swing bed is to people. Well, swing bed is for for those patients who have been on the acute care side who really don't meet criteria anymore to be in a bed because they have an acute illness, but they're a little bit too sick to go home to be taken care of by family members. And so we have a uh, program called swing bed where they're able to stay 15 to 20 days in a hospital, get some additional care by uh the nursing staff and some of the other staff, and then they're sent home after okay. that. Okay, so it's like a skilled nursing. It's almost like a, a mini nursing home, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you will. Okay. What types of patients do you typically see? You know, we see a lot of older patients. Um, you mm-hmm. know, when you look at uh, rural healthcare now, really, you've got the the elderly here that have been here, that live here, that lived here all their lives, and they're not really going to go anywhere. And you've got some younger people uh, as well. You've got some families with some young kids. So we usually see. Majority of our patients are older patients, and then we see uh, families as well, and typically we see the younger kids. Now, we don't do OB here. We just don't have enough volume, you know, to be able to keep a um, an OB unit going. So we do send those patients out to either Abilene or into uh, the, the Metroplex in order to deliver babies. But we'll see everybody from, um, from pediatrics all the way up until um, – uh, was it geriatrics? Okay. Okay. Very good. So, so do you do surgery there, I guess? We do. We have a general surgeon here in town. Okay. Uh, his name is Dr. Simpson and Dr. Simpson has been here for a number of years and he does uh, general surgery, a uh, lot of uh, outpatient procedures as well. Okay. So he'll do um, lap coles. He'll do Okay, um, now, now, GIs. come on, quit speaking healthcare. What's a lap coli? Come on. So he'll do gallbladders. Oh, thank do, you. Okay, uh, there you go. Yeah, he'll do uh, some other some other uh, surgeries for um, bowel obstruction. Um, oh, some fun do, stuff. Yeah, yeah, some right. fun okay. stuff. He'll do some other things for uh, 
just you know foreign body removal sutures uh, suturing up somebody okay. who's been cut or hurt or something so yeah so i'm guessing you know where you are you see are, are there a lot of farms out there a lot of ranches things like that there are there are quite a few of those and so we do get some of those some folks that have been hurt you know yeah. falling off uh you know a horse or falling from a wagon or something or got okay. hit by a you know, farm animal or something like that. So we'll see, we'll see some of that. And okay. being that we're on I-20, we'll also get occasional um, wrecks and things. So okay. uh, we'll see those. Either we can stabilize them and do some of the surgery here that's required or the care here, or then we'll care flight them out if they're uh, really banged up in the wreck and we'll send okay. them out to Abilene or um, again, the, the, the Metroplex. Okay. Interesting. All right. So, so you, uh, so tell me a little bit about your medical staff out there. How many, how many doctors are local, and how many doctors are you, you know, are coming in to uh, to practice on a on an episodic basis? Yeah. So we're we're pretty fortunate here. We've got, I believe, it's five physicians that are still in town. Along yeah, with that's that's pretty good for a town uh, of your size, honestly. It, it really is. And then we've got the general surgeon, which you don't see that that happen very much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of other hospitals, we've gone to what's called a hospitalist program, meaning that we contract with a outside company to supply physicians who, when we have an inpatient and uh, the patient uh, comes in and gets admitted, we have physicians who are called hospitalists yeah. who will stay with those patients and follow them from the time they're admitted to the time they're discharged. And so we use uh, an outside company for that who brings physicians in. And then on our ER coverage, it's the same way. It's the same company mm, okay. uh, that also does that. And they'll bring physicians in to take care of our uh, our ER. So okay. our ER is fairly busy. We do about 750 to 800 visits a month. Wow, that is good. On that. So things from... You know, some people have a tendency to use uh, ERs for minor things all the way to um, some pretty severe things that uh, we stabilize the patient and then again send them out, you know, okay. to, to a larger facility. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so do you have like specialists come in from the Metroplex or Abilene? Uh- we do. We make available a wing of the hospital that uh, we don't have. Uh, patient rooms in right now and uh, we make that available to them so they'll come in cardiology um, folks come in we have some uh, eye guys that come in okay Uh, we've got some other ones urology and things like that that come in either from abilene or we've got some that come from stephenville and from weatherford as well okay that makes sense sure okay so so the the hospital in a small town is really you know you're you're an economic engine because you're typically the largest employer in town. Uh, you are, you know, you having a hospital in a small town really helps keep that town viable. So, so what are some of the things that y'all have done to really engage your community uh, and keep them really involved in your hospital to to keep it to keep it viable? Yeah. So, Kevin, you're exactly right. So we we employ about 150. Uh, about 156 people is about what we pay uh, any given given payroll, and so most of those people live in and around the area or in the county, and so they're really tied to the hospital from the standpoint of being an employee. And then you think about it, and they've got families most often with a wife or a husband and kids, and so you know you've got three or four or 500 people either directly or indirectly tied to the hospital. And so you know we do uh, a lot for our employees. We uh, we try to make, engage them and make sure that they uh, know that we appreciate what they do. And, you know, we'll give them opportunities to uh, 
you know, to have some fun around here. So we'll get have get-togethers. We'll do potluck and things like that for the okay. employees. We'll have parties of various kinds, uh, you know, where they can bring their family and friends. We have a big uh, party out by one of the local lakes here in uh, in the county in summertime. We invite them to bring out their their spouses and their kids for, mm-hmm. you know, a day at the lake and that sort of thing. That's and cool. so, okay. yeah, so we've done that. And then from the uh, community perspective, myself and some of the other uh, more senior people, you know, we typically join a lot of the social um, clubs around here. So Rotary Club, Lions Club, mm-hmm. uh, those kind of things. We'll join those, be part of that. Um, any health fairs that we can do that we put on for churches, for the schools. We have a couple of junior colleges out here in Cisco mm-hmm. Junior College and Ranger Junior College. Really, one of the funniest things we did recently is uh, Luby's has a <laughs> section. Has Wait, a, you have a Luby's? Part of their... We do. Wow, so what I happened didn't realize Luby's... Eastland was that big. Okay, okay. That's impressive. <laughs> so Luby's, yeah, so Luby's has expanded into... Um, catering and things and they're trying to get into the healthcare market so they approached us a couple of months ago about coming in and doing our dietary um, services for us and so we went through we redesigned our um, our cafeteria and brought in with their help as well and our uh, volunteers helped pay for some of that as well we re- redesigned our dietary department uh, put in some new serving lines and trays and we opened up recently about two weeks ago and uh, we now have a Luby's. Uh, it's really part of the hospital, but it's called Luby's, and they have some of the same food that you see at oh Luby's gosh. restaurants. And Luby's is also uh, the owner of Fuddruckers, and so we have some of the uh, hamburgers and cheeseburgers. Hey, and, that's great. Okay, so yeah. so the next time I come to your hospital, I'll tell you right now what I want <laughs> because this is something I loved at Luby's as a kid. I want I want the 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 stuffed jalapenos. And I want a skewer of at least three big olives. I mean, that's what I'll I see what I, Okay, see what you can do. I'll see what I can do. Okay, I'll great. I'll see what I can do. Hey, and, and, and obviously, I've, I've been out to, to your hospital. Tell us a little bit about your, your fitness center. I was really impressed by what y'all have there. We do have a fitness center. So the administrator that we have here, the CEO, has been really instrumental in working with the community to um, get dollars, both from the people in this area, the you know the farmers and ranchers who uh, who have money. They've uh, they've given to the hospital to help benefit the community, and then we he's also been able to go out to uh, state and federal and find some dollars. So a couple of years ago, he they went out and uh, got some money for um, for the fitness center. They uh, got money from the community as well as some of the families, and then the local banks helped out as well don- with donations and things. And we have a fitness center. Uh, that we operate seven days a week. Um, it's got bicycles, treadmills, uh, weight equipment, and uh, a few other things. And it's very well um, used. We have, I just did a presentation to the board today, and we have 707 active members as of uh, um, January. That's so, incredible. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's really a nice thing. And we, we have our uh, employees. We give them a discount to join that, so that helps us with uh, keeping them healthy as well, and helps us with our uh, healthcare, our health insurance. Sure. And uh, we also open it to the public as well, so they're allowed to come in. So that's tremendous. Yeah, you know I, I, that again, rural and rural healthcare. You've got to find ways to to 
get revenue wherever you can. And and your your fitness center, honestly, I've not seen anything quite like that in a hospital of your size. So y'all are really to be commended on that. So, um, so Ron, you know, thanks for thanks for filling us in on on what healthcare in Eastland looks like. Talk to me a little bit about the challenges that you guys face on a day-to-day basis, because everybody hears about, you know, hospitals around the country closing. All you know, in Texas has kind of led that charge, unfortunately, with so many hospitals closing. You know, what what are you facing that that you know, basically, what kind of keeps you up at night? <laughs> well, there's there's a number of things that are going on in rural. Uh, America that that makes it difficult for us to be able to to maintain the hospital and so one of the things Kevin like I mentioned earlier is we have an older population so mm-hmm. if you look at our the percentage of our population we have an older population than what you might find in some of the metroplex areas or the or the urban areas the other thing that we we see out here is we see a lot of people who are either unemployed or uh, underemployed because you got to think about this area out here there's not many um, large large companies anymore mm-hmm. like you mentioned earlier in the podcast we are one of the largest employers you know employing about 156 in, employees and so some of the uh, companies that we have here you know they employ 30 40 50 people uh, but we don't have the big huge uh, companies that you know, employ thousands and mm-hmm. so we have an older population and then we have a population who who does work and a percentage of the population who are under unemployed or underemployed and so w- we have a situation where we've got probably more self-pay and bad debt uh, hmm. um, from services that we provide here simply because people can't pay yeah. those services because they're struggling just with, you know, day-to-day um, um, expenses, you know, food, water, electricity, and things like mm-hmm. that. So right. um, we're struggling from that standpoint. Um, so we look for a lot of opportunities for different funding mechanisms and one of the things that that we're doing here which is kind of unique to us there's only a couple of hospitals in um, the state that are doing this is we are actually owners are uh, partnering with nursing homes uh, Hmm. to be part of a program called the quick program which is a federal program that helps uh, nursing homes so what we do is we become the owner on record of nursing homes right now we've got 25 of them they're within an area of around the hospital no kidding huh no kidding and so what we do then is we work with those nursing homes and their their staff to work on improving quality and so if we're able to improve the quality of the nursing care and the care provided to the residents of the nursing homes mm-hmm. then there's some additional dollars both at the state level and at the federal level that we get and we share with the uh, nursing homes um, for those improvements and so interesting we yeah, so we've done that. We're also in several other programs um, that are funded again by the state uh, and the federal government in turn that, that look at um, care improvement for those that are in Medicaid, mm-hmm. uh, those that are in Medicare and stuff. And so, while we are struggling from an operational perspective, we've been able to bring in some some dollars through different programs, federal and state programs, that are helping us stay afloat. Boy, that's tremendous. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, do you guys have a foundation? We do not right now. Okay. We, uh, we have a very active uh, uh, volunteer group, a group of ladies that are instrumental in doing a lot. Mm-hmm. They recently, within the last about seven months, 
they spearheaded a campaign for us to get a new CT hmm. machine. No, and <laughs> um, they went out. They raised money. Um, they were the the ones that uh, spearheaded it, and then worked with people in and around the community. And the community responded and actually raised. I think it's about six hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars for a new CT machine. That's a that's incredible. Yeah, that is just really incredible. Yeah. So, uh, so what are some of the other things? Uh, you know, I, I know even you know here in Waco, uh, you know, we struggle at times with getting uh, the appropriate employees. I mean, it's tough to get employees who are who are trained. I mean, I'm sure it's you know it, it's even more difficult for you guys. So, what do you guys do to to encourage people, number one, to go into healthcare, but also encourage people to to get the various certifications and training that they might need. So we're working with Cisco Junior College, and we're also working with Ranger uh, College as well to help them with their program. So we're visiting with one of the colleges about putting in a, a nursing school, okay, um, and putting a location here just down the street from the hospital, so that the nurse nursing students can come over and do some clinicals over here. And don't have to continue to drive back and forth between the two towns. They can just stay here. And uh, so we're doing that. We'd have uh, tuition assistance for the employees that we have. So if they want to go back, say one of them is an LVN, she wants to come back and become an RN. Uh, we've got tuition assistance for them as well so that they can bridge that gap and become an RN. Uh, so we we really uh, work with our with our employees to help them find other opportunities within the hospital for new positions. And then we help them uh, with the educational cost of doing that as well. Okay. I mean, so, so as far as collaboration goes, obviously you've, you've talked about the community and your volunteers and you've talked about uh, the, the local colleges too. Um, And, you know, I wasn't fully aware of of the the program uh, with the nursing homes. I think that's tremendous. What kind of collaborations do you have with, if any, with some of the larger hospitals, say in Abilene or in the Metroplex? Or, or do you have any kind of uh, uh, oh shared services or anything like that or any just agreements that you have with them uh, to, to help y'all? Yeah, we do. So uh, especially with Abilene, we've got a program where they're helping us um, get some of the specialists that we need. So part of our uh, anesthesiology services, whether that be an anesthesiologist or a certified nurse anesthetist, uh, they help us to um, bring those folks in here for us to be able to do surgeries. Uh, we work with them to also get uh, cardiologists, urologists, the different specialties okay. that we have here as well. So we'll reach out to the hospital, visit with them about the needs that we're having here. Um, They'll help us, you know, with some of the, the uh, physicians that they have there. They'll go out and help find physicians that are willing to come this way or willing to accept our patients. If we have an, sure. a situation where we've got to get somebody in there, they'll, they're willing to work with us to try to get the patients in there so that we can get patients in, you know, without much delay. And so we work probably closest with the, the hospitals in Abilene and then mm-hmm. to a lesser extent, the ones in uh Stephenville and then uh, the Metroplex as well. Okay. Very cool. So, okay, uh, Ron, any any kind of last words that you'd like to to share with the with the listeners about you know about rural healthcare in general, your you know your experience there or, or anything like that? No, we're just we're trying to do what we can to keep the uh, the healthcare 
in the area. So we're trying as, as hard as we can to make sure that the people that are out in rural Texas and really out in rural areas um, of the country, you know, have the access that, uh, that those in the urban areas have. You know, mm-hmm. we've come to expect, you know, being able to come in and see a physician. We've been able, we expect to be able to come into the ER and uh, take care of emergencies. We, we've come to expect a certain level of health care. And uh, without us being here working every day trying to figure out how to, you know, stay open and stay viable in this community, you're talking about if we close and you're talking about 19,000 people who are going to be looking for mm. health care somewhere else. How far is the nearest hospital to you? We actually have one in another town. It's about 32 miles away. Okay. Uh, little town north of us uh, has one. But then other than that, and, and they're in the same boat we do, so they mm-hmm. offer the, the uh the general services, but to go to a specialist. So if you want to go um, see a heart doctor, you want to go see a urologist, you're traveling to Abilene, which is 60, 65 miles away, or you're turning around and going towards the Metroplex into, you know, uh, Weatherford and those. And so you're, you're traveling an hour to get to a basic level of care that, you know, people expect in Waco or wherever I'm, I'm originally from Beaumont, you know, um, people there, you travel five minutes, you're at the doctor and here it takes you an hour to get there yeah. uh, for the same basic service. So. Yeah. That's kind of what I was wondering. If something were to happen to y'all and you, you were to have to close, how far would people have to go? And, and you answered the question about 30 miles or so, uh, you know, so, so, uh, you know, I think with that, Ron, thanks so much for being with us. You know, it's always interesting to hear about, you know, what other hospitals face and particularly rural health care. I've got a real passion for rural uh, health care. I've spent some time in a number of other states in, um, in, in kind of smaller markets. And so uh, pretty familiar with their struggles, but it's always great to get a to get a firsthand uh, a, a objective opinion about it. So. So, Ron, thanks for being with us on I Don't Care, and uh, we'll send you a lovely box of nothing for your trouble. (laughs) And uh, look forward to having you on again at a later date. Hey, Kevin, thanks for having me, buddy. All right, thanks. Bye. Well, I was pretty uh, intrigued by what Ron had to say about uh, life in Eastland, Texas, and and some of the challenges that that he faces as a CFO of a small rural hospital. But, uh, and I was especially appreciative of the fact that uh, his stories didn't didn't have anything incriminating about me uh, over the years. And so that's that's always a plus, but, but I hope you got uh, you got a little bit of perspective on what he has to deal with on a day to day basis, and, and you know he's doing he's doing some good work out there, and we really appreciate his time. So, with that, uh, I think we'll just uh, we'll do a sign off here. Uh, I don't care with Kevin Stevenson, brought to you by Market Scale. Uh, always happy to hear from you, and uh, we look forward to talking to you sometime next week. Take care. <music>